What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Really, really excited to have this dude on today. Uh, he and I have gotten a chance to connect through social media and all that, but you know what? He's got a, a massive podcast that's just uh, rocking the charts right now, and he has an amazing backstory, and more importantly, he has some kids that we can talk about. So my good friend, Mr. Zach Babcock, has joined me on Dad Up. What's going on, brother? What's up, Ryan, man? I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dude, I love your energy on your show. I love I love the things that you're doing, uh, the way that you're promoting yourself, not only yourself, but promoting others as well and really building up men um, <clears throat> in general. But let me ask you this for my listeners who may not know who you are. Uh, let's dive into it because you got quite a backstory. Um, and I, I, you know, I kind of want to know how you grew up and then how you got into what you got into and how things happened. And then obviously, you know, about your kids as well. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I'm an open book, man. We'll go into whatever. Um, and I'll just give you some surface level stuff. If you want to go deeper, we can, um, how I grew up, man, I grew up in rehab, psych wards, juveniles, detention centers, you name it. was told I got ADD, ADHD, ABCD, EFG. <laughs> All that stuff, man. And uh, I was just told that I was never good enough, was never going to succeed and was just a, you know, heading for failure uh, and and nothing my whole life. I uh, did have a my mom. She's the one that, you know, did like build me up. You know, she would tell me you could do anything you put your mind to and always stuck with me. But she also, you know, put me in that rehab when I was nine years old in that psych where before the courts ever got their hands on me, which traumatized the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, yeah, Um. Grew up in that as a kid um, and then ended up doing five years in prison as a as an adult. And what changed that was I went back to prison just 20 days before my twin sons were born. And that was a moment where I said, hey, man, I'm done and I'm moving in a different direction in life. Wow. So um, can I ask what you went to prison for? Yeah, I, I got six different felonies, uh, stealing of a motor vehicle, two counts of stealing over 500, assault on law enforcement officer, escape from custody. And a burglary first sounds like horrific. Uh, the the assault on a law enforcement officer is a funny story though, because I didn't even assault him, but they put down that I did because I did escape from custody. Um, yeah, when I was trying to get away, uh, being an idiot, nineteen years old, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, and you, so how the how? Okay, so you go to prison. Well, first of all, you're. I mean, like you said, the psych wards and all that stuff that you went through um, was just traumatic. I can imagine for a young man, a young boy to kind of go through all that stuff. But I mean, then you get sent to sent to prison, then you get out. And then 20 days later, 20 days before your twin sons are born, you're back in prison. What in the world did you do, my man? Come on now. Yeah, exactly. Um I don't know. I guess it really didn't really hit me just yet that I was having kids. Like I knew I was having kids and I was preparing for it, but you know how it is. Like as soon as like they're actually born and you like hold them, like it's like, it's like it's real or something. I don't know. At least it was for me, but uh, I still didn't have my, I still had my head head in my ass. Uh, I was trying to do right, but I just, I just made bad decisions, man. It was poor, poor decisions. Went out, 
got obliterated, wasted, was doing that. What led up to it, honestly, was uh, I was doing real good. I got this job at this clothing store and um, I was excited, man. I thought I was finally putting my past behind me, a prison and all this stuff. I got uh, promoted my third day there. I uh, was kicking ass on the sales team. I uh, sold 3000 one day and a six hour shift and the whole store did 9000 the entire day. Like I was crushing it and then they moved me up and then they found out I was a convicted felon and they're like, oh, yeah, you're fired. You got to go. And I let that just defeat me. And I started drinking heavily and thought that I was never going to put it behind me and that I was either going to be destined to work as a bar and, at a bar and grill as a cook and a bar back my whole life and without any opportunity. I was just feeling sorry for myself and defeated in a bad state. And I was out just getting drunk at all night and I uh, ended up going out one night and getting the DWI and all that. And that's what led me back to prison. Wow. Um, <clears throat> all right. So you're, so you're back in, back in uh, prison. And uh, then you said that that was really your, your awakening because now you're about to be a dad. I mean, you're essentially a dad. Uh, you have these two boys, twins, twins that are going to be born and you're not there. Um what message did that send to you? I mean, as a, as a, now a new father about to be a new father, what was that message to you? Man, the most painful feeling ever was just sitting in that, in that cold, dark, dirty, depressing cell in jail, knowing that I'm going back to prison, knowing that I'm getting ready to miss out on their birth. And I just remember laying there and was like, man, you got a decision. Either you're going to keep doing this shit your whole life or you're going to you're going to rise up and get out and go be a good dad. And I chose the latter. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so your kids are born. Uh, obviously, you're not there, right? You're not there for your right. kids, kids birth. Um, what what were the what were the things that you did in prison to change you? Because you said it really kind of gave you a kind of woke you up a little bit and and you said you said to yourself you got to change something so what did you do in prison to to make that change you know um i was just steadily thinking about what i was going to do when i when i came home and i had this great business idea right it's funny now looking back at it but um when i was uh when i was in there it was 2014 and that's uh when this whole michael brown shit happened in ferguson that's where i'm from it's from ferguson so i was in the hole for some shit that I didn't even do, but uh, was literally in the hole and getting out, and um, a bunch of the guys and they're like, "Man, your your neighborhood's on fire." You got to I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I go see, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So, anyways, long story short, I had this idea. Was like, "Man, I'm gonna go sell because I did, had a lot of experience in sales, and those were always the jobs that I thrived in, where I had somewhat of a freedom to create my own right." And um, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna make these wristbands that say I Heart Ferguson' on them, and these T-shirts. I'm just gonna go door to door selling them." Um, hell of a business model, by the way, but uh, never ended up doing that. I was just thinking of like, I knew that when I got out that I wasn't going to, it was going to be tough sled and getting a job. And I had always been like entrepreneurial my whole life, like always gravitated towards that and did stuff like that and always thrived in those situations. So I was already thinking about that coming out. And the only thing that I didn't know how I was going to like change my life. The only thing I knew, the only thing I knew is that I had to change my people, places and things. So I knew that I wasn't going to go back hanging out with the same people doing the same shit in the same places. Yeah. <clears throat> now, how old are your boys now? Let's, let's dive into that. How old are your boys now? They're going to be turning nine in February. So oh, a few months cool. will be nine. That's cool. Um, so here you are, you're, you're back out. Now you're, 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 
trying to raise these young men. Um, you, you, you get out, you start a podcast, you start a business. What are you doing now since you've been out? What are you doing now uh, with the podcast and with your business? Yeah, man. Um, so with the podcast business, we help alpha entrepreneurs build dominant brands with podcasts. That happened as a result of me being able to build, build, build a dominant brand with my podcast. Dude, I was come home, couldn't get a job anywhere. Nothing tough sledding, did network marketing for about two years. Was, you know, grateful for that industry and everything that I learned for it, but it wasn't for me at the end. Um, and then I started my own stuff and, uh, I launched the podcast underdog empowerment. It was about three and a half years after getting out of prison. And at this moment, wasn't making any money financially. Uh, I was making about 200 to $800 a month, uh, through affiliate marketing. And as you know, that's not enough to feed a family. <laughs> so um, it was tough sledding financially, but I uh, just wasn't giving up. And the podcast was like the first little bit of success I ever tasted as an entrepreneur. Got it ranked on day three, had Billy Gina's marketing on the, the following week. Prior to this, though, anytime I tried to collaborate with any entrepreneur, like I felt like nobody took me seriously. Anytime I'd reach out and DM people, people would leave me on scene or, you know, I just felt like I was that the ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought that nobody wanted to give the time of day to. And I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't pissed about it and didn't have like, you know, that uh, extra fire, you know, to go out and prove people wrong or whatnot. Um, and it was good because it gave me a lot of fuel or whatnot. And I got the podcast rocking after, after Billy Jean came on, just continued to grow, figured out ways to grow the downloads, how to interview, you know, people in person getting there with like Andy Frasilla, Grant Cardone, you name it. And, uh, that just took off. And then I put out a podcast software one time and it just hit with my audience. It was like a perfect message to market match. And uh, we've just been doing that ever since 2019 and helped uh, nearly 300 podcasts now that we've actually directly worked with and launched and got ranked on Apple since. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. I'm really proud of you, brother, for uh, for really turning your life around, um, not only for you, but more importantly, for your kids. Um, the message that you're sending to them now I know that uh, they were probably too young to know about their dad when he was a troubled young man and into in getting into trouble. Uh, but I want to know this, what lessons, because your kids are now going to be nine and I'm sure you've had some discussion with them, especially, you know, maybe there's times where they're, you know, misbehaving or, or I, I don't know. There, there, there's, there may be times where, where you need to have these tough talks with them about um, life in general and the things that they may go through or experience. What lessons are you trying to teach your kids, your two boys, about what you've learned, not only in your life, but in prison? Yeah, man. Um, do what you say you're going to do. You know, that's a big one. Truth, man. Um, you, you don't got to be perfect. You, you, you know, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. Uh, but you know, what you say you're going to do is all, it's all you got, you know, it's your word and it's doing the right thing. And so, you know what the right thing is, that gut feeling that you get whenever you're making a tough decision, it leans you towards one direction. That's what you're supposed to do. And so, uh, that'd be number one, you know, doing the right thing, listen to your gut, uh, doing what you say you're going to do. It's a big core value. Um, that, and, um, you know, uh, I don't know if this necessarily pertains to this question, but something I've been working on a lot lately is, you know, I with growing up without a dad, you know, he died when I was seven. I used to always like want to know how it was to have a dad and wanted to be a dad and all that stuff. And uh, I'd always listen and see like how my friends interacted with their dads and stuff or whatnot. And 
Um, one thing that I talk to a lot of men about what they say about their dad is they say that they just wish that their dad said that, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, praise them more, or just said, Hey, good job, son. Or I'm proud of you. Stuff like that. Like they, a lot of, a lot of men I talked to say their dad was always hard on them and always, you know, trying to expect more, which is good to, you know, push, but, um, uh, I've been working on that a lot lately, just praising my sons for their hard work and let them know that I see and hear them, you know, whenever they're, whenever they're doing it. And then I'm proud of them. Yeah. The, those words are key, especially, um, you know, with your boys they're like you said, they're going to be nine, but before you know it, they're going to be hitting those teenage years. And uh, the more that you're praising them and showing, showing them that you love them and you're there for them um, is so important. Obviously you as a, as a young man uh, didn't have that many uh, role models around you that were positive enough to keep you from getting into the trouble that you got into. So uh, it's important for you. And this is just speaking from one dad to another. I have my, I have two boys as well, uh, but they're both 24 and uh, 21. So uh, <clears throat> the fact that, uh, I continued to be present for them and show them love and compassion and discipline when needed. Um, that's just something to keep in mind because your boys are going to go through some stuff in their lives that, that they're going to need their support. And you didn't have that as a young man. So just keep that in mind. Um, Amen. what do you, what do you, uh, what do you wish you would have had as a, as a young boy, um, that you hope to give to your, young, your, your young boys? Well, I don't know if I wish I would have had this because then I wouldn't be who I am now. But this is definitely something that I didn't have that I'm going to be given to my boys is, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be I'm going to discipline them kind of like you're just talking about. I didn't have any discipline growing up, man. I was a loose cannon. I had, you know, I, I never had a father figure. You know, a mom, it's hard for a mom to raise a single mom to raise a boy. Uh, especially a, uh, a wild child like I was, uh, I was flying off the rails, man. So uh, I'm going to be that steady force uh, of, you know, of consistency. And uh, it's not all about just discipline and being hard like we like we were talking about, but there is a time and place for that. And so I'm going to be there and be consistent with it. Yeah, consistency is key. That is so important. I talk about that a lot, uh, not only on my show, but the dads that I talk to is being consistent. That's super, super important because that's what helps build that bond and strengthen that bond, especially when they start um, getting older. So, yeah, that's I mean, I'm glad you said that because that's really, really key, brother. Thank you, man. Um, <clears throat> when we're talking about uh, maybe consistency and, and love and discipline, uh, what challenges are you facing right now as a dad that uh, that you're maybe struggling with? Yeah, um, there's always something, right? Um, right now, that would be, man, that freaking phone, man. Like I, um, <laughs> I take it away from a lot. They get they get mad at me because I like I I take it away from a lot and like we'll hang out and actually do stuff. And I know they get mad now, but they're gonna thank me for that later on in life. Um. But that's a hard one. Sometimes I struggle with it uh, towards the end of the day when it's like when I'm wiped, like like around eight and stuff, and I'm like ready to go to bed. Um, so I need to be more consistent in that area. Um, but I do a really do bang up job throughout the day, like like right after we get off it the, because they're home from fall break. Right after we get off this podcast, they're in the living room. I'm gonna go in there, take the phones away, and we're gonna go do a lap around the pond in the back and and, and whatnot, and have a little break of being present or whatnot. But yeah, more so in the nighttime, being consistent with that damn phone. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, technology. Uh, I mean, it has it has its pluses and its minuses, and unfortunately for our for our kids, I mean, we didn't have those those experiences growing up, and they have things much easier to the that are available to them now, just at their fingertips. So the technology is huge, um, and obviously, it's okay for them to use them. Uh, as long as they're using them appropriately, number one, and they're not being uh, they're not being overused. Uh, and I think that for you, that idea of just hey, when I get off this podcast, we're going to go outside and and run around and and do things together. That gets them out of that out of the uh, out of the screen and uh, more uh, being more intentional with them. So that's awesome. Yeah, you know what, man? I don't know why it just made when you're talking brought brought up this, but uh, this weekend. Um, so we we live in Missouri and um it's uh it's getting ready to be no, it's Halloween today getting ready to be November tomorrow so it's it's uh it's already chilly uh it's gonna get a lot colder but uh it's pretty cold already and um we, we we've been doing uh cold plunges in the pond and man that's freaking awesome because like uh you're totally present right you're freezing your your balls off when you jump in there and then uh if you jump in there though you know you're breathing and so it it, it uh, regulates your body and whatnot and just if your body feels really awesome, but you're like real present and stuff. And I know they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives or whatnot. So definitely makes me happy. What do you teach them about that? Because I I've seen your posts uh, and I know that that, and he, and he is doing that folks. He's actually taking his boys out and they're doing these cold plunges. What do you teach your boys about that experience? Yeah, man. It's just uh, being in the moment present with your family, enjoying like playing and no distractions, whatnot. And then, you know, and then I also teach them about all the health benefits that come along with that as well. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Keep doing that. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get too much, too much colder out. And you can uh, keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say come December. I don't know if we're going to be doing too many. Right. Cold punches. We'll right. See. <laughs> right. Um, that's awesome. Um you know, you talked about your mom um, and you said that, uh, you know, she had a tough time raising you. Um, let me ask you this, though. When it comes to your mom, obviously your dad passed when you were very young, so you probably didn't have a whole lot of um, time to learn things from him. But from your mom, what lessons did you take from her as a parent uh, that maybe you would use now or wouldn't use now as a parent? Yeah, man. Um you know, nobody's perfect. Um, and, um, you know, my mom did do, do drop the ball in a lot of places. Um, but she was, she also was excellent in a lot of places as well. And, um, one thing, you know, that I get from my mom, man, just like the way she loved, you know, was unconditional. Like, dude, she spent, uh, you know, my sister died when she was in, when I was in prison, when she was, I was 21, she was 24. And uh, my mom found her dead on the floor with a needle in her arm. And I was in a, in the hole in prison. And, um, the last five, you know, my mom died five years after that, but the last five years of her life, she built this organization that continue that continues on today. Ferguson youth initiative is the name of it. But, uh, um, to, to really pour back into the youth and the, in the community and give them like leadership positions. And, you know, she tried to, she really cared a lot, you know, a lot about other people and went out of her way and people, you know, still to this day, I'll come up and tell me how much, you know, my mom impacted their life or whatever or whatnot. So I'd take that just how she loved on people unconditionally and like, you know, what she did, you know, from a, from a, from a servant leadership standpoint, that's one thing that I do like to take away from my mom. Wow. That's amazing. Um, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sorry that, uh, you know, that your sister and your mom have passed, but, um, 
there were lessons there that you learned from her and just being a, just being that servant person to others. Um, maybe that was her calling. And so that's awesome that that's still going on today, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So tell me about the podcast. How's it running? Um, you know, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the message behind the podcast? And then more importantly, not only the message behind the podcast, but what are you, what are your kids learning from you doing the podcast? Cause my boys have learned things just from me doing this podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, I've had the, had the boys on a couple of times. Oh, that's uh, cool. So have I, <laughs> I've had my boys on yeah. too. It's fun too. Those are the best episodes, man. Um, we like to get them on, uh, like, you know, after they, they've worked on something like for it, for example, we've done it, you know, with their, with their lemonade business and got to talk about the lessons and stuff that they learned through that. Um, talked about, you know, after we made their vision boards and stuff and what they learned about that and how that helps them, you know, attain their goals. That's uh, pretty cool. But, um, yeah, uh, the podcast, uh, the question was like, what are they learned? What have they learned from me doing the podcast? Consistency, man, uh, is the number one thing. Like uh, it's something that, you know, they know that's what dad does is his podcast has been putting out at least one episode every single Monday. Haven't missed a single one since we launched a podcast back in April of 2018. Um, so consistently showing up, I think that's what they would learn. Um, hard work, you know, uh, in one direction, um, persistence. Uh, I'm hoping that's what they're learning <laughs> from it. That's definitely uh, what we're putting out. Yeah. Uh, and how are you balancing that time now? Cause you, you talked about, you know, you're going to, you're going to go out and hang out with them as soon as we're done here. But you know, I know from running a podcast, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and you gotta, you gotta kind of be intentional with your time on the show, but you also have to be intentional with your time with the family. How are you balancing that time? Yeah. Excellent question for one. Um, and, you know, really, uh, I don't think there is any balance. I think there's, you know, having things in harmony, but like creating that work-life balance, I just don't, I've never been able to achieve it and I haven't really seen it. But um, for me though, uh, man, what's crazy is when I, when I got really started like getting, getting out, when I got out and started getting an entrepreneurship, um, I quickly became obsessed about it and quickly before I knew it, it was working 16 to 18 hours a day, six to seven days a week, like always working. And when I wasn't like actually in the office working, I was still working. Like my mind was still on my phone, like in my, you know, thinking about the next move and all these other things. And so I wasn't like a present dad. And um, it got to the beginning of 2021 at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, I was like, man, the whole reason why I started this shit was to be in my kid's life. And here I am and I'm working all the time and I'm not even in their life, you know, really like I'm in their life, but not like, you know, I'm not showing up like I should be. And so uh, I was like, I'm done. And so I went from 16 to 18 hour days to 16 hour work weeks for the last year and a half um, recently switched back um, and try to find a more of a harmony versus. So now instead of just working four hours a day, I get up and I get it, get in there around the normal time around 9 p.m. 9 a.m. is 9 p.m. 9 a.m. is when I get in there, but I wrap up at 4 p.m. every single day. And that's it. That's a wrap. After that, it's dad mode, you know, and uh, that's where I kind of find the the balance or harmony is what you would say is just having that hard, you know, the 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 uh, parameters that I that I work within, you know, that hard cut at 4 p.m. I don't care how much stuff we got going in the business. So we'll get to it tomorrow. You know, it's it's dad time. So that's what I've been doing. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I understand what you're saying with not really able, not being able to really find that true balance. Um, Truth be told, you really can't find that balance. But I like to say if you have stuff that's scheduled on your calendar and it it can be anything from the business podcast to uh, meetings to family time to, you know, for me, you know, date nights with my wife, those kind of things, those things have to be scheduled. Uh, because if they're not scheduled, they get put uh, to the side and they get forgotten about. So for me, that's how I find my balance is making sure that I have a schedule written out. My wife and I, you know, we talk every every Sunday evening. We say, what do we have going on this week? And she runs down her schedule. I run down my schedule. And so we know where we're at as far as a family goes, where our time's going to be and how we're going to devote to not only each other, but the kids and also, you know, to our own separate separate things we have going on. So yeah, that, I mean, it's hard to find that true balance, but I think as long as things are scheduled uh, and then the other thing is, is your non-negotiables, right? Like you said, you, you cut off at four o'clock. That's dad mode time. That's your non-negotiable. That, that is that there's no wavering from that. Um, so that's the other area that I think is where we can find that true balance is, is that having those non-negotiables and not, not wavering from them. For me, my boys were you know, they're, they're, they're older now, but when they were growing up, I've always been a, you know, they've gravitated towards sports. I've always been a coach on their teams from the ages of four, all the way up through high school. I was, I was their coach. Uh, and so that was my time with them, but that was a non-negotiable for me. It didn't matter what was going on. I, you know, working in corporate America, I had a job that allowed me that, uh, afforded me the chance to be able to be their coach. And if that job didn't allow me that opportunity, I would have found a different job. I would have found something else to do because that was a non-negotiable for me. So um, those non-negotiables are so important. So I'm glad that you're uh, sticking to that. Uh, more importantly, when they get older, as they hit those teenage years, they're not going to want to hang out with you as much. They're going to want to go hang out with friends and, and be more independent. But all I can tell you there is just hang on, hang tight because they'll, they'll come back around. Trust me. <laughs> that's good news man i know i've seen that with my my daughter bella she's she's 13 and she doesn't want anything to do with us she just wants to be for her friends and i'm like damn you know and it's like my kids are turning nine i know it's time's coming but yeah glad you said hang tight and also uh love that that you you know you're always there on the on the coaching and stuff man we uh we uh we just won our playoff game yesterday got the oh, super cool. bowl next week man excited oh, that's about awesome that. That's awesome. Enjoy those times, man, because they go and they go and they're gone and, and it's, uh, it's only a memory. So enjoy that time. I know, uh, for my, for my younger son, when I was a coach for him, when he was in high school, um, we ended up, uh, making it to the CIF championship game. It was the first time in the school's 100 year history that they had made it that far. And I was the, I was the, uh, associate head coach. He was, a he was a captain and a, and a, and a, you know, a starter on the team. Uh, and when we played that game and we won uh, the, just the feeling that, I mean, I just, I can't explain it. The feeling was great because not only was I a coach, we had won the championship. The school had never done that before. And we finally did it. And he and I got to experience that together. And now we both have these massive, you know, championship basketball rings that, that we both have and will have forever. So um, those memories, those times, uh, they, they just can't be exchanged for anything. And nor would you probably want to exchange them for anything. No, either. 
No, that's what's up, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, really cool. What do you have? Uh, you know, when I talk about maybe your show, your business, or maybe family life, what do you have coming up that uh, that Zach's looking forward to? Yeah, man, um, dude. So a few things. Um, business wise, uh, would definitely be un- um, Alpha Dog Pound Live. It's a yearly event that we put together. I did it this past year. It was really awesome. Something I love doing. I love speaking. I love being on stage. I just feel like that's uh, my home away from home. Um, just always been drawn to that and, and whatnot, but, uh, I really love the, the program that we put together. You know, it's all about, it's all about helping alpha underdogs dominate everything or helping alpha entrepreneurs dominate everything, become alpha underdogs. Uh, we put together a lot of stuff with that and that's in July of 2023 is a big thing we're building up to. Um, Obviously, you got the podcast business, scaling that, uh, all in on that. Podcasting changed my life. I love helping other people get their message out there, uh, especially when it's a core value fit. Um, yeah, that's that's that for the for the business. And then for uh, personal, uh, man, this year, uh, I, it, we've been talking about this. I, 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 I'm, we're doing it. We're going to do a small trip first. So the the big goal vision is from we live in St. Louis, Missouri, it's, uh to take an RV trip all the way up to Washington. Um, but first I want to go to like hot Springs, Arkansas or something. It's only like six hours away just to get that practice in on an RV or whatever. Cause I never drove one before, but, uh, that we're doing it this year. We're going to, we're going to do that, uh, short trip to say at least to get that, that underneath the belt. And then probably the final year we'll do the big one. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that all sounds great. And I think the, I think the RV trip sounds the best. I mean, just, uh, just you guys and the family, just, you know, hanging out in the RV and hopefully, hopefully dad knows how to drive it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I said we're going to do a short trip first, get some practice in. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, one last question, then I'll let you go. I know you got a busy day. What, what, if you, if I had to ask you for dads out there, um, if I were to ask you, what advice could you give to maybe new dads or even seasoned dads? If there's one piece of advice that you would give them, what would that be? Man, number one, show up and be there. Work is not more important ever than 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 your kids. And um, you know, I I, I did it myself, so I get it. Um, you know, you want to go out and build a business so you can provide that family for your life, for, your, for provide that life for your family. But, um, you know, let me ask you this. What if by the time you're able to provide that life to your family, your kids are all grown up and moving out the house and stuff, you know, they're not going to be that young for forever, man. So show up now, be there now, because this is what they're going to remember. And this is where it impacts them the most when they're that young. Um, and then also kind of like we were talking about earlier, man, to, don't be so hard all the time, because that's what we tend to do with our boys is to be harder on them than we are with our girls. But, uh, let them know that you are proud of them and, and recognize their hard work and let them know that you see it and that you're proud of them and that you love them and care about them. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Uh, I think it's super important for us as dads to continue to do that, not only for our sons, but for our daughters as well. Um, because truth be told, you want your daughter to marry somebody that, that, and know what, how, how she's to be treated when she's older, when she's an adult. So you want her to marry somebody like that. So in order to, order to show her those things, you have to teach her, this is how a man treats a woman. Uh, and then vice versa, you know, with, you know, with your spouse, I mean, this is how a spouse should treat a man. So, um, super important for, for daughters as well. Um, well, that's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of, uh, who you are. I'm proud of the things you're doing. Um, 
you're, you've got yourself, your life on track. Uh, and it's super important now that your boys are witnessing you uh, and who you are, witnessing the person that you are now, uh, not the person that you used to be. You can take lessons from those things uh, that you've uh, experienced or done uh, in your life and grow from them. And I'm sure you know that. But your boys seeing who you are and and the things that you've how you've changed as a person and who you are today is is, is critical. I think for me, uh, when I think about my boys, uh, when they were little, I was I had a tendency to drink a lot. Uh, I was in the Marines, and you know I like to joke in the Marines they teach us three things: they teach us how to cuss, they teach us how to drink, and they teach us how to kill. Those are the three things they teach us in the Marines. And for me, when I got out of the Marines, I was still a drinker. And I didn't want my boys to grow up with that. So um, when they were just about, they were just a little older than your boys. Uh, I stopped drinking cold turkey. They just decided that was enough because I didn't want my boys to grow up with an alcoholic father uh, because I grew up with one and I didn't want my boys to have that same experience. Uh, so I had to change. And as dads, sometimes we have to know that we need to change in order to make our relationships within our life better and our relationship within our family better. And that includes the relationship with our kids uh, because ultimately they do come back to you. And when they come back to you, you want to know that they're coming back to you, not that they're just, uh, well, I don't really have a relationship with my father, so um, I can't really rely on him for anything. Uh, you want your boys to come back to you and know that uh, they have a relationship with you. My two boys, you know, grown adults, functioning adults. My youngest son's a junior in college. My older son's, he works in sales uh, and doing very well. And they're two of my best friends. And it's because of the bond and the relationship that I built with them over the years. So it's important for you to remember that with your boys and your daughter as well, but with your boys, particularly because they're uh, at that delicate age now where they're going to start to uh, want to be more independent and want to experience uh, who they are and learn who they are more. Uh, but the more they're around you and the more that they see who you are will influence them in a positive way. Do you understand? Yep. Okay. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, listen, brother, uh, thank you very much for being on the show. I want to give you a chance um, to kind of tell my listeners if they want to learn a little bit more about you, um, know who you are, uh, all those things. What's the best place for them to do that? Right on, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. Underdog Empowerment's the podcast. Been putting that out since 18. Um, before we broke through financially, kind of it's been documenting the whole journey and continue to do as we continue to grow and evolve. Uh, great podcast. Go check that out. Uh, it's at underdogempowerment.com. Uh, and if you just want to check out anything else that I got going on, like the stuff that we do for people with podcasts or just connect with me on social media or whatever, it's all right there on underdogempowerment.com right there on that front page. Awesome. Well, listen, I am, uh, I'm glad that, uh, that you and I are friends. I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to grow this friendship. I really appreciate, like I said, who you are and the things that you're doing, uh, especially you as a dad now. Um, and, uh, yeah, just really thank you very much, man, for being on the show, brother. I really appreciate it. Right on, Brian, man. I, I mean that dude, I appreciate you having me on. I had a blast today and, uh, really excited, man. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, well, listen guys, if, uh, if you want to check out what Zach's doing, make sure you go to uh, underdogempowerment.com, check out his website, check out his podcast. He's got some awesome guests on there. A lot of great information. I highly recommend that you subscribe to not only his YouTube channel, but his podcast, 
And you can also send him a DM. He's very responsive on his DMs on, on social media, on Instagram in particular. But make sure you guys are checking him out. Uh, and then as always, make sure you guys are checking out every single episode of the Data Podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my show. And you all know that you can reach out to me as well. But as always, I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Dad Up. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Dad Up Podcast. Podcast.